0: to your favorite podcast, the Golden Crown Podcast, where each week we give you a razzle dazzle of Hallmark movie magic. You have your hosts for season nine, that's right, I said nine, you have myself, Sally, joined by the beautiful, the lovely, the Christmassy, Tracy. And as always, we do have our silent co-host, Colleen Jolene the build bear well, as you know, all new season means all new segment, all new cover art, all the things for you to enjoy. So um, definitely be paying attention throughout this episode. As you saw from the Instagram post, if you are on following us on Instagram, at the Golden Crown Podcast, then you would have seen that we went with a storybook, fairy tale-esque theme for this mm, season. Yeah. So we are definitely excited. We thought, what better theme for Hallmark movies than you know the the, story the fairy book. tale of course made up world so we will get started with our f- first segment which is now moral musings
1: <laughs>
0: during this segment we're going to share something that we live by or a moral of a story that we enjoy that sort of thing just to kind of give a little fairy tale touch to these podcast episodes so for the first one, this is one that I really like that I see through a lot of different fairy tales is that you have to trust your instincts. Sometimes your unconscious is more strongly aware than what your conscious mind is. So. Uh, I really like that one because I think we also kind of see it in Hallmark movies where people, like, know they aren't in the right place or they're not in the right job, but, but their brains fighting yes. them. So yes. I see that in Hallmark movies. I truly do see that in real life a lot, too. You know, one of the first things when people have a big decision is you say, like, well, what are you feeling? And, and I think that that language says a lot about you know, how our minds can sometimes trick us to stay stuck rather than move on. So that's all I have to say there. Um, Mom, what is your moral musings for this week? So
1: my moral musings is there's no place like home. Oh, that's perfect too. So not only from, obviously, we think of uh, Wizard of Oz type of thing, which is kind of in a way its own storybook thing, but there are many fables and tales where basically... You're inundated with the fact that, yes, home isn't as bad as you thought it was right. when you think grass is greener on the other mm-hmm. side, or that, you know, I can pursue something and be myself if I'm not home. And so right. it's just kind of that basic grounding of there's no place like home. And wow, does that connect with our movie?
0: Yes, it did now, <laughs> didn't it? How,
1: How fortuitous.
0: Word of the week. Actually, word of the century. Exactly. <laughs> word of
1: the podcast, anyway. Yeah, that's so. true. <laughs> So that moves us on to our second segment. Our second segment is plot points. In plot points, we now have with the theming of storybook. Yes. Our once upon a time, which is the overall theme Mm -hmm. of the movie. Our happily ever after, which is the sweetest moment. Mm -hmm. And our the end, which was the point of the most conflict, or betrayal yes. of some sort, which we have in every core Hallmark movie. True. And in our plot points, obviously, we also go through all of the key mm-hmm. summary of the movie that we watched, the couple's chemistry, the setting, the makeup, hair, smooch meter. Yes. Which, well, we'll get to that on this one. We will. Um, we will. Stay all, tuned. So all those key, key Hallmark elements are within our plot points correct and we're going to start the same as we always do with we have to or at least over the past couple of seasons <laughs> with sally giving us the hallmark synopsis officially of the movie we watched and keeping in mind folks this is for us Yes. The last day of Christmas.
0: Yes, we're so sad after this episode to say goodbye to Hallmark's countdown to Christmas 2023. I know we're starting the new year off still in 2023, but it's okay because truthfully, while we're recording this, New Year's new movies just got started, so we're not even falling that far behind. Anyways, I'm belaboring the point. We chose to close out the Christmas season with Christmas on Cherry Lane. So this movie is a little complicated, and we will be obviously outlining that as we start the podcast. But just for citing characters. Of course, we had to go with our tried and true. So, starring as leading lady Regina is none other than
1: Catherine
0: Catherine Bell. Bell. Love it. And to make it even better, starring as our leading man Nelson was James Denton. So we obviously are referring to the main couple from Good Witch, Cassie Sam. You know them, you love them. If you know, you know. And there's. Um, I'll read Hallmark's little synopsis here. They say, A young couple preparing to welcome their first child, an empty nester and her fiancé ready to start a new chapter, and a couple who unexpectedly have the chance to expand their family on Christmas Eve, celebrate the holiday as they navigate these turning points in their lives. So... Actually, very strong synopsis. Kudos to you, Hallmark, because that's not an easy movie to come up with a synopsis for. Correct. I would agree. What they don't tell you is the major plot twist that all of these stories are happening at the same house because we're looking at three different timelines here. Mom, can you give, graciously give us the years?
1: Yes. So we have John and Lizzie in 1973, and they are the ones expecting their firstborn. Correct. Uh, we also have Regina and... Her fiancé, Nelson, Nelson, uh, at 7 Cherry Lane uh, in 1999. Correct. And then, in 2023, we have Sam and Mike, who are also at the same house, obviously. So, we've spanned 50 years, which, (laughs) if you're paying attention, (laughs) happens to be the anniversary of Hallmark Ornament. Keepsake uh, Ornaments. Keepsake Ornament debut. So, yes, Yes. We get to follow in a very advertising kind of <laughs> way, Hallmark, but very, very nice. Very we get to sweet. follow the 1973 ornament, keepsake ornament, yes. all the way to 2020. yes and just for the simplicity
0: now obviously this movie interweaves these stories beautifully we don't really want to disrupt that process but just for our sake we are going to be focusing on each timeline separately just because it's what's going to be easiest for us kind of discussing everything with you of course if you do watch this movie which if you're listening to this podcast we're assuming you've already seen it uh you would know that you kind of get all these revelations as the movie's going on which is really neat but we will start with our 1973 couple of Lizzie and John. They are pregnant for Christmas Eve. Lizzie's not due for another two weeks at this point, and their plans of having, you know, a lovely, calm Christmas, just the two of them before their child's born, is disrupted
1: by Lizzie's Family showing up. It starts with just the parents. Complicated by the fact that they oh, literally yes. just moved into the number day seven Cherry Lane the day before. So lots of boxes. Yes. Lots to do. Lots of stress. And nothing is set up. Correct. And yes, Lizzie's parents arrive. Yes, they the arrive.
0: Doorstep. They're your classic Hallmark parents of just those niggly little remarks, the nitpick, the <laughs> nothing's ever good enough kind of parents. So. It's really funny when you watch it unfold. And the parents come with the news that her brother's also coming into town with his wife and their child. And that unfortunately her sister just couldn't make it this year. They got stuck at some flight, and so it was just gonna be them. And of course, for John and Lizzie, this is already too much. <laughs> and um, the whole time, you know, Lizzie's parents are berating them for not being set up even though they just moved in the day before and kind of making comments that make them doubt if they're ready to be parents and sporadically throughout the afternoon they have to pop outside together just to decompress create that time for just the two of them and Lizzie's very clear that she thinks they just have to survive this one and they'll have better Christmases in the future and John's actually the one who catches her and says we shouldn't just be surviving Christmas like We should be celebrating it. And I thought that was such a beautiful, you know, way to capture that couple because it's presumably their last Christmas before they have a kid and that obviously changes a lot of things. And although they don't necessarily feel ready to be parents, they know that they're going to have to go all in because this baby's going to be coming. Well, John unfortunately receives a call from the
1: police that states that his gas station, for which his father-in-law doesn't approve of him being in the (laughs) gas station business at all, thinks he needs to get something a little more stable. And the fact that those of us who lived through the 1970s, not throwing out my age or anything like that, know about the uh, crisis for uh, gasoline and the cost uh, and expense of it. So obviously, this father-in-law is thinking, you've picked really not a very great career in order to support my daughter and your soon-to-be-born child. But his gas station is broken into. Yes. Um, He does not know the condition of it. He does know that it is already snowy and icy outside. In the meantime, just so that we do have this, the sister in... Her husband Yes, oh, right. show up. Yes, I, for, I neglected so, to because now, So now we have a very full house and lots of yes. other times that they have to go out to the front patio to debrief and, and Yes, and chill. even
0: have to participate in the family tradition of caroling where her mom graciously invites a neighbor named Daisy to their Christmas as well. So now they have plus one. Right.
1: <laughs> because Daisy's parents are gone. She's taking care of the house and the cat. She's just home from college. So now we're with John, who has to get to his gas station. Mm-hmm. Um, Lizzie is a little concerned about it. Not so much that she would go into labor as much as it's the weather and she's right. concerned that he's it's Christmas Eve. Right. This she is wants not the, the time, time to be going.
0: Obviously. And now she's stuck with her family. Yes. and
1: and they all wanna do a Christmas Eve dinner and yes. invite Daisy as well. So yeah, you've kind of got quite quite the crowd that you're trying to make happy, and her husband's gonna leave her with that situation. <laughs> So he gets to his gas station, finds out it's not as bad as they thought. Nothing was stolen. Correct. For some reason, one of the front panel glasses is broken. He does have a police officer come because obviously they've called him. So he's still there for them. Uh, The police officer's name is Greg. Greg. Uh, And Greg is a very nice young man as well, Mm -hmm. in the same situation as John expecting his first child with his wife. And they really bond over some of the feelings that are associated with that. They do bond over that, and they bond over the fact that, you know, it is Christmas Eve and they both have in-laws in town. (laughs) So where they first start saying, let's just take our time cleaning up this mess, oh my, it's a lot more than we thought... The more they talk about family, the more they talk about the expectations for both of them having the first child, etc. The more they get into, you know what, Uh, I I need to get back. And this is his firstborn, should be born within three months. Obviously, we already talked about John and his is coming within two weeks. Right. Uh, So, when they're at the gas station cleaning everything up, Mm -hmm. John gets a call. Yes. From Lizzie's dad.
0: And he breaks the... Jaw-dropping news that Lizzie has gone into labor.
1: Yes. And with it being so bad out, right. even though he's called an emergency squad, no one can come for a couple hours. Yeah. And the dad doesn't think Lizzie has a couple hours before yeah. this baby is born. <laughs> Correct. So Greg, being the police officer with a with four-wheel drive, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, snow tires, I guess, in the 70s. It was s- right. snow tires and a siren. Yes. Is able to say get into the squad car with me We're make this and we happen. will make it pronto yeah. to your house and hopefully take her to the hospital. Exactly. Which isn't going to happen because when they arrive she's too far along. Yes
0: and she has a
1: very lovely moment with her mom before
0: John shows up because of course Lizzie is freaking out that he's not going to make it in time because there's just no guarantees in this type of situation. It's kind of come to the point that she realizes even if he does get there you know, they're they're probably not making it to a hospital, let's put it that way, and she's saying, you know, you've you've been making me doubt myself, mom, that I'm not ready to be a mother, and the mom has to admit, you know, when your bro- older brother was, oldest brother was born, we didn't even have the crib set up because she says sometimes your dad overestimates his own abilities, so he slept in a drawer with some blankets stuffed in there, which of course, you know, you would not have guessed that from the way the parents were acting, mm-hmm. and... Lizzie comes to realize, you know, everyone's new at parenthood when they get started. You know, no one has it figured out. No one knows what it's going to be like. And some of those worries are kind of laid to rest for her because she's like, okay, I'm going to be just like my mom. I'm going to have to start from scratch and I'll figure things out. And her mom even admits that part of the reason she's been making these comments is because she thinks if she's not there and making herself known and giving her advice, then Lizzie wouldn't need them anymore. So it was kind of a way to stay in their lives. And all of
1: this is revealed right as John is crashing through the door with Greg. Right. And as John's crashing the door, obviously he's, he's asking, you know, Lizzie, are you okay? Mm-hmm. And we get to the title of the movie with this quote. Yes. She says, I'm having a baby in our living room. So obviously she's not okay. Correct. She's in a great deal of distress. This is not where she wants to have her firstborn child. And with her sister and brother and their (laughs) families uh, and the dad, her dad yeah uh, you know kind of peering over everything trying to supervise things there's no things. privacy let's there's put it no that privacy way. It's and she small really little has house. Had it yeah so of course greg has to take charge and say okay well let's get the blankets and let's boil some, some water. water that oh, was a, that was a so runner up boil some water <laughs> was a runner up quote for it and basically they have no other choice but have to the baby there have the baby there and as they have the little baby in their arms and christmas eve has Wound up into the wee hours at this point, probably. Uh, Of course, everybody wants to know what's the name of the baby. Yes. And the couple reveals that
0: the name they've picked is... Ivy. Yes, which is such a lovely name because obviously the Holly and the Ivy. She was born on Christmas Eve. This is all very sweet. And we kind of leave our family just having a very unexpected but very pleasant Christmas because now what needed to be said was said. Obviously the baby arrived happy and healthy, and even though they weren't ready, they have a lot of people in their house which have honestly been helping them a lot. If you pay attention throughout the movie, like the parents help unpack the kitchen. The brother-in-law and dad have been working on the crib of course they had to it could be a little scary based yes, on what
1: the mom said about the right, right.
0: dad with the crib. But, but hopefully the brother-in-law has this because right. he's already had a child. So you presume hopefully he, he knows what's going on. Right. So just just very lovely way to close out that particular plot. And line. we do
1: have a little bit of a, a little bit of a additional easter egg of some sort mm. I guess if you want to call it in the fact that Obviously, as Greg, the police officer, is admiring the fact that they have their firstborn child in their arms, and he knows soon he will, too. Within three months, he hopes to have his firstborn. He makes a comment about such a nice house, such a nice family, Mm -hmm. so wonderful. And John and Lizzie say, well, if we ever decide to move, you know, we'll let you know, and we'll give you a good deal on the house. And, of course, Lizzie's like, at this point, you got to just give him the house because of what he just did for us. But basically, we kind of get this little bit of a tie between them. We understand that... John and Greg have developed some kind of a friendship there. We see the Lizzie and her family, you know, have have also grown closer here mm-hmm. within this house. And that it's a wonderful and warm Christmas Eve. Yes. Then Perfect we move to... Puddly. Well, so we're, we're moving to... It's good, yes. Because we're doing this chronologically. We are not weaving yeah. and bobbing as... It as just John would be too movie. much. So, so we're going to now move to 1999. <laughs> and we're going to move to Regina... And Nelson. And, and Nelson. So Regina has two children. She has a son, Conrad, the oldest, and mm-hmm. then she has Winnie, the daughter. Yes. We know she
0: is a widow. Yes. And that Nelson came into her life. We don't exactly have a timeline, but no. clearly they, they've known the, each, the other and know seen Nelson, each
1: other. Kids know Nelson while. Right, right. Yeah. So they do know Nelson. The kids, so they're in their twenties or something yeah, like that. Yeah, right? definitely
0: I'd say both of them are likely out of college. When he references that Conrad has a good enough job that he doesn't need to be, be driving his beat up car anymore, which when he which he defends his choice, saying, "Well, you know, with Dad dying, um, I think it was implied a couple years ago." Not I sure. It's exactly. Been, I think, the think it's been a quite a it's, number it's, of that's years. True. Actually, it has been quite
1: a number of years. But With the dad passing, the um, the uncle had mm-hmm. given the car to Conrad, and of course, it means everything to mm-hmm. him because it. Is, it's that last tie that he sees. Has with his dad mm-hmm. and that uncle and, and kind of has that right. So... Yes. And we know Winnie is a... She wants to be a singer. Yes. And she's not being too successful. She's pretty much having to sing wherever she can sing and yeah. make whatever money she can make. Which Conrad makes for a lot of fun of her for that. But this is, this is the family that Regina has. In the beginning of the
0: movie, she's meeting with Daisy and... She's explaining that she wants this Christmas to be perfect because she has some rather big news to tell her children. And of course, Daisy's like, you gotta tell them soon. So we know it's something pertinent that needs to be shared. And, you know, we get to see Nelson and Regina and it just brings back all the good witch cozy feels and especially seeing Sam and Cassie. I mean, you can't help but see Sam and Cassie when when you see them snuggling, kissing, and things like that. But as Conrad and Winnie arrive, their sole goal is to get in, eat dinner, and get out. Like, that is their mindset. They have other things that they say they want to be doing, and everything's kind of blown out of the water when Nelson
1: admits something. And it slips out of his. He has just entered. He's got a Santa jacket on. He's ho ho hoing, and he's talking about the season, and happens to say he's Missed got a his, new sleigh. He's got a new, but which he has a new car, which is yes. really nice. And of course, Winnie wants a ride in it because she doesn't like Conrad's old beat up sports car thing. But he happens to say something about. And the I'll first have ride goes to... To Mrs. Claus. Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Claus brings their alert up to say, oh, well, yeah, he's... Nelson's upset that he let it slip. But... Yeah, he does feel disappointed in himself. But not only at this point is Regina going to say to her children, yes, Nelson and I are engaged to be married. Right. Furthermore, <sighs> she goes on. Understand these kids have not been there very long to come home right. to be at Christmas Eve with their mom. She says, not only that, but I'm retiring early. She's a school principal. Yes. And we are moving to Florida, Nelson yeah. and I, when we get married. So yeah. this does not hit Conrad well at all. No. It doesn't hit Winnie well, but she's kind of trying to digest and deal with it.
0: She's happy about the wedding. Uh, but she's not as happy about the right. selling the house and moving to So Florida.
1: once more, because we've got this conflict, uh, the, the, the two siblings walk out to the front of the house to have their conversation. hmm And we do find, obviously, that Conrad at this point is like, okay, we've got to deep six this. Yeah. We've got to stop it. This mm-hmm. is not right. This isn't right for mom. She's already been through way too much. Mm-hmm. We don't want her to make another big mistake or to right. make a big mistake. Right, and this, have her heart and, broken again. And this is a mistake. He's yeah. judged it already. Oh, yes. Book, cover, shut, storybook ending. He's done. This isn't right for his mom. So he decides the best thing for them is to mm-hmm. go back to some family traditions they had with his dad. Correct, Because he doesn't want to lose the house. He doesn't want to lose the memories of the house and with his dad. And so he wants them to participate in these traditions. Yes. But it's not feeling cutesy, it's feeling
0: forced at this point, I very would say. Much. And I think Regina, you know, she's
1: got his she's got his card. She knows what's what's right. happening. And she's trying they they do one activity together. She tries to she does try. play well. But she also is saying, The dinner's gotta be made. Right. This is you know, this is what we're doing. We're getting together and this is my decision. Yeah. She does handle it very well. You know, she she, she says
0: she always prefaces every statement she says with, you know that I love you too, and that I want to do right by you, but I also have to do right by myself, right. and I know that this is not a mistake, I know that this is the decision that needs to be made, yeah. and as she makes her stance,
1: unfortunately Conrad makes his. Which leads us to the end, not a literal <laughs> end the, to the whole movie or to this plot line even, but... correct. The end of our elements, which is from a storybook perspective, where we have this conflict and where we have this betrayal. Yeah. In this case, it's an extreme conflict because yes. now Conrad's having none of it. Basically, she calls him on the carpet for wanting to sabotage things because that's basically what he's trying to do. Yeah, She does it in a very gracious way, as Sally said. Yes. But Conrad decides he's not going to be a part of it. He can't be a part of it. And he walks out. And even though Winnie follows him out and tries to have him realize yeah. and deal with the fact that, look, there's probably some other ways we can handle this. It is Christmas right. Eve. We're together as a family. Yeah, that needs to come you know, first and foremost. Right. Well, that's not what Conrad wants. So yeah, he leaves. And yes. that's what, That's the big conflict for this storyline again yes keep in mind sally and i decided <laughs> we had to follow the good witch character i mean come on that you we can only is. there's three plot lines going on we can't yeah. do counts we and everything for everyone that's for everybody so yeah so it is regina and nelson aka cassie, cassie and, and sam, sam
0: yes we love
1: that we will focus on
0: well conrad takes off and he goes to his good friend ivy's house now if this is sounding familiar yes you know at one point we piece together Oh, that's John and Lizzie's baby, which is really sweet. But they've been close for as long as they've Seeing that they're her.
1: about two months apart. And
0: obviously their dads were close. Yes. I mean, presumably the whole family would be close. But yes,
1: their dads became best quick friends. And. Because Conrad's dad was Greg. Yes. So we, again, this comes yes. much, much later, but just we're yes. tying it all together for you now. Conrad You're welcome. And Winnie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Their dad was Greg, who was married to Regina. Regina, yes. And right. it was not He's lost on us, done. Hallmark. Yes. Uh, that Greg was all. in the pol- it was a police officer. Because I'm telling you, as soon as we as soon as we started, and and Regina, aka Cassie, says that she's widowed, etc. I just said, yeah, go ahead and tell me it was a police right. super police officer. And it, it was! Is!
0: It was bright. I mean,
1: it's messed up, but it's funny, Hallmark. Yes. It's
0: messed up, but funny. Yes. But, yes, Um, Ivy and him connect because he was planning on going to Ivy's party later in the evening anyways, and she has this lushly decorated house. I mean, it is gorgeous, and he kind of makes a couple of snide remarks of, like, oh, did you buy out all the decorations, and Ivy has to reveal, well, you see... There was a adoption process that was going through, but that those parents wouldn't be arriving back home until after the holidays, and they had reached out to us and asked if we would, you know, host just for Christmas. Just foster, just yeah, foster, just foster for, foster a, few for, for, for a
1: couple days. And I wanted to go all out. And so they have welcome to their home, or we do see in the snippets around it, um, uh, a young boy. By the Mm -hmm. name of Sam, Mm -hmm. a Filipino, who obviously is feeling very awkward to be there. Yeah. Uh, Just
0: recently lost his parents, his his biological parents.
1: But she hands to him his first gift of Christmas. Mm -hmm. The first gift of Christmas. Okay, back to the Polar Express. Anyway, which is the 1973 keepsake hallmark ornament. Which we love. We love. Mom might have teared up a little bit. I may <laughs> have. I just may have. But yes, so but, she hands it to Sam. And yes. this is... And she... And and now we get to actually our Once Upon a Time or our mm-hmm. theme. Because Ivy, in a very gracious and open way, has to state to Conrad the, the reality of, you know, you want to hold on to your dad and your mom right. and the memory of the two of them before your dad passed away and that house and what that house means. And if it's not Christmas and number seven right. on Cherry Lane, it's not Christmas <laughs> and you won't let that go. But Christmas is not the house. Right. Christmas is not the actual place you're at. It is about family and it's about celebrating together and that is the true meaning. So mm-hmm. that's the theming that I pulled out. There's a lot of other little themes sure, that kind of go sure. through, uh, all related. Yes, all related. Yes. But this is this is that was I'm a at. good one. Yes.
0: That was a good one, and it was so heartwarming that Conrad does reflect on it and think, you know, if I don't go back, I'm gonna miss the last Christmas on Seven Cherry Lane, and it I won't be able to get it back. So he does return. Obviously, for him, this must have felt like a big hit in his pride because he made a statement about, you know, how he was walking out and he he couldn't handle it and he wasn't going to stand there and let his mom make a mistake. So we know that this this took a bit of courage on his end to come back. A little
1: bit of humble pie was eaten yeah, at that moment. Yeah, I
0: would say so. And actually, you know, since we decided to have all the elements in this specific timeline, yes. I also have our happily ever after or the sweetest moment the movie because as he's kind of quietly closing the door and quietly hanging up his coat just not make his presence known quite yet he hears Winnie from the kitchen singing a lovely Christmas carol and he sees you know them laying out all the food that by now has been prepared and is ready to be eaten and when he sees this very domestic scene of Christmas what Ivy had told him is really ringing true and he realizes you know no matter what Whether I accept it or not, this is going to be my family and I can either make the decision to let this pass me by or I can seize this right now. As mom says, this is his sense of home kicking in. So I thought that was the sweetest moment because you can just see his face kind of relax. He realizes a lot of the things that he was holding on to were not helpful to him anymore and it was really preventing him from living in the present moment. So Mm -hmm. they all have a lovely Christmas he is in charge of bringing the mac and cheese over, and did Mom and I consider adding mac and cheese to next Christmas yes. menu? Yes, we
1: did. Yeah, we
0: did. We did. <laughs> of course, leave it to Cassie to think of an untraditional Christmas dish. We love that. We Actually, able- poll question. What's your favorite Christmas food? We'll just leave it open-ended. Just okay. like, what, what's your, what are you bringing to
1: Christmas dinner? That's our question. Okay. Next year, because... <laughs> We're past the actual Christmas day at True. this point, but we're at the end of Christmas season. I will also throw in a cute little thing that I saw, which yes. I think was very well done. Again, because we have Ivy meeting with Conrad, and we now know yes. Ivy is John and Lizzie's daughter. daughter. When Conrad first drove up in the old beat-up car yes. that belonged to his quote-unquote uncle, which isn't a real uncle, Sorry, John. John, it was John, Greg was his father, so it was John's. Car, which we do see in the very 1973 one, where oh yes, he comes to his gas station. That's his car. It's looking really worse for the wear by now because obviously it's been 26 years. Yeah, it's a
0: little rougher on that. It's
1: but she even says you have a hard time letting go of anything when she first starts talking about him saying, "I can't." That's my. That's my house. I was raised there. That's where I have Christmas. So. And he's like, no, I don't. No, I don't. And he goes, oh, okay, okay. He looks at the car and she goes, that's okay. It means a lot to me. Yeah because it was her dad's. Right, and even more
0: so, we know now why John and Lizzie moved out of the house and sold it to Greg and Regina. She could really empathize with what Conrad was going through because when she was eight years old, her parents had to unexpectedly move due to a job opportunity in Michigan. So now we know, I see, they had to transplant and that's why Conrad and Regina and Greg and Winnie got the house.
1: Because as Regina's talking to Nelson, she's saying, okay, we've been here since Conrad, Mm -hmm. Seven. And it all. So we get the kind of. Yeah, it all adds in together. Which I'm just saying the puzzle pieces. Yes. Yeah,
0: I mean, I feel like we could sit yeah. with this movie for a while and yeah. still make connections. Yeah. To, if I'm being honest, but, but that
1: was a really cool. thing. I believe
0: there the was point. a hallmark ornament. Aha! Yes, one of the traditions that the dad liked was blindfolded Christmas wrapping. So we do see the, the 1999 boxes, boxes. One of uh, a couple of which we have. Uh, actually, yes, yes, we do. Yes, yes, yes we do. It, it is
1: just so classic. But it you know. really was cute. Yes, it was adorable. So now, lest we belabor anything <laughs> else, we kind of can leave this where that was at yes. in '99. Yes. We're going to assume Regina and Nelson got married and moved. We don't know for certain of anything Question else, mark. but we do know where Conrad and Winnie were at, etc. So 2023, we're right up to date. We yes. have Sam and Mike, correct, who have been married for two years. Yes. They are renovating. So they yes. have number seven, Cherry Lane, and they're renovating. And who should come over <laughs> to check on their renovations? Miss. Daisy. But Daisy. So we've seen Daisy from the time she was a college student. Until... And it's 50 years later. Yep. Yeah. So she's... She's Still aged. Still checking in
0: on the residence of Southern Still checking children.
1: on. She's aged, but for some reason she must have somehow gotten her parents' house. Yes,
0: that's what we're led to presume because she mentions having the same house on the corner.
1: So right. I'm going to say it's she right. got her parents' so house. So we now have her through all of the streams. Yes. We know that The renovation mainly is in the kitchen. And we know that Mike is a chef. Yes. So Mike is not happy because they are inviting 12 people over. Make it 14. And then it becomes make it 14 (laughs) because Sam has two other friends that need to be there. And there's no kitchen to make any food in. Right. Their contractor comes in. Quinn. Uh, Quinn comes in after making homemade cookies in his kitchen. (laughs) Mike makes a big deal like, oh, you have a kitchen to bake in. Well, I have no kitchen that you're supposed to be renovating. It was supposed to be done today, Christmas Eve. And
0: Sam is very particular
1: that he wants Christmas dinner cooked
0: on site because Mike continues to say... I could just go to my restaurant and make all this food and bring it back because he wants that perfect Christmas that he remembers from when he was a foster child before he got fully adopted, and he's like, "I want the smells of Christmas in the house. They threw this big Christmas party. That's what I want to do," and so. No, we the know there's there. the connection
1: with Ivy. Uh-huh. So Sam was the little boy that Ivy and her husband welcomed into their home. For that Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and a couple of days probably after that, before the foster family came home, Sam was always grateful to that. Yes, he did seem to have had a a good foster family yes. then. Yes, I mean he did thrive. His parents had was, from from the Philippines, yeah. but they had passed away, and he had no relatives obviously in the U.S. Right. at all to which take is care it was of. Why he ventured into the foster care? System. Yes, so indeed we now have the tie back there, which is very right. very neat.
0: And it continues because as Sam has calmed Mike down from the whole kitchen fiasco, because Quinn, he just he says he's going to meet the deadline, but he is not a man looking like he's trying to meet a deadline. To be yeah. honest, he's he's frolicking around, he's asking watching questions, watching them decorate, yeah, and critiquing whether or not the trying.
1: garland is uh, even or uh, level or whatever, and yeah.
0: But they do hear the, the doorbell, and they. I'm assuming are approached by a caseworker, someone they've been working with, and she admits that there was a little girl that they were placing, the agency was placing, and the family unfortunately fell through. They were the next couple on the list, and due to the timing, it needs to be Christmas Eve that she gets placed just to have a place, you know, for the holidays. Otherwise, she's going to have to spend the holidays at, which obviously is just not ideal. And of course, for Sam, this really hits home. He's seeing this as a very full circle moment where he could provide for someone else what he himself received. And so he's saying, We have to take it. And Mike does have hesitations. You know, they're very reassuring with the caseworker saying, Everything's fine. Everything's going to be fine. But Mike especially does not feel fine. So he says, You know, he has the same questions actually, really echoing what Lizzie and John were going through of Are we even ready to do this? I mean, we don't have a kitchen. We're having a whole party tonight. Like, this is this is going to be a lot for us to be taking on. Right. And they game plan it. It's okay. Sam is running out to get the materials for setting up the bedroom, that sort of thing. And Mike is going to focus on the food preparation, since at this point they do have an oven. Thanks, Quinn.
1: Yes. But they don't have everything else. And not only that, but we have the tragedy of Quinn not having... Counter space or anything else wherein yes. the prepared turkey is on the floor. Yeah. And Mike is really at this point having none of it. He, oh, he cannot not find fire. a way to recover from this. Now, Sam tries to calm him back down and say, okay, you know, we'll, we'll go. We will go buy right. all the food. Yes. And we will be fine. Daisy pitches in by finishing up the bedroom She's and great. cleaning up the mess of what was already all over right. the floor. And Quinn gets the hint he really better step it way, way up because supposedly he's never missed a contract deadline and it's sure looking like he's missing it now, at least to Mike. (laughs) Sam may be holding out hope, but not Mike. Yeah. So we do have the rush to the grocery store, the return back, and... Unfortunately,
0: you know, this whole time Sam's been very calm and he does tell Quinn because Quinn's being nosy that his his true name means inner peace and it really is that dynamic for them he knows that Christmas carols calm Mike down Mike's have already having a breakdown coming back from the grocery store about the fact that he can't have fresh cranberry sauce he has to potentially use can which he sees as crossing a line and as Sam is being so reassuring and they're finally finding that peace again Daisy is like, you know, you you two have got this at this point. You know, everything's coming together. Well, something that Quinn and his crew do cuts the power, unfortunately. And suddenly we don't even have a microwave that we can work with. So yeah. Even though it's snowing out, as it is in all of our Christmases throughout the years, even though it did not snow this Christmas. It's okay, Hallmark, you tried.
1: But Christmas Eve try. in seventy three, ninety nine and twenty three they right. had Bad snow right, and right. storm conditions, each of these. He has to Christmas bustle leaves. over to the restaurant with the help of Daisy, of course. And where <laughs> is the restaurant? So the restaurant is John's Garage. Yes,
0: yes. Repair, a gastropub, this, That's that, it. now, now.
1: Yes, but. a pub now. It was a, obviously, gas station repair right. shop auto Previously. thing with John. So now we've tied everything all the way back again.
0: Yes, to back John to the and first Lizzie.
1: couple. And
0: he's able to prepare the food with the help of Daisy. She's a great help. But as they are about to head back, you know, it was going to be a close deadline. The party... Seemingly started at eight. That was also when, unfortunately, the child was showing up too. Yeah. I mean, they were upfront with the caseworker that they were having a party, so there's nothing not that, there. that
1: she would be fine with right, that. Right. Right. She's the kind of kid who that's probably yeah. Because they did fine. offer to
0: cancel it, so yeah, they were they, they, they were ready. But yeah. he goes out to his car to bring all the food back, pack all the food up, and bring it back, and his car won't start.
1: Yes, and they know that one thing they've mentioned is a famous singer coming mm-hmm. to the party. They're looking forward to seeing her again. Nice to have her in the area. Well, she just happens to stop by the garage, a.k.a. gastropub. Yes. And she is none other than Winnie. Winnie! Who did make it big. Who yes. did make a career out of being a singer, thanks Doubting Conrad. <laughs> and her driver is Conrad, so no. he's there too. With,
0: with a, what kind of mustache is that? The handlebar, is it type a handlebar? Or okay. Like I was gonna that. say,
1: I don't know, something like something that. Something silly, goofy. And he's got a brand new car that's the same car as what his
0: classic car, but very much restored.
1: Yes, yes, yeah, either really well restored or something else. Yeah, but yes, so we now come again full circle, and somehow that car in this weather is supposed to get all the food and. Well, the, the, Daisy the weather wasn't the Mike problem. It was, it was that Mike's it was car, car broke down. it was down. snowing. I was yeah, just kind of like, it doesn't look like a car that would handle snow well, but that's okay.
0: Conrad's an apt driver, and he gets them back in time, and Sam and Mike are able to both greet their adoptive daughter, Tina, when she shows up.
1: Foster daughter. Foster daughter. Yes.
0: And they have a very lovely Christmas. They do have presents all ready to go for her. Winnie and Conrad are both there to celebrate as well. Yep. And... We get to kind of leave that plot line on a zoom out of the Christmas tree where we see the ornament that was originally given to Sam, the 1973 one, right beside the brand new shiny Fiftieth
1: anniversary one. Red bulb for yes. Hallmark's fiftieth. We saw Hallmark wrapping paper. Yeah, we saw it was all we there. It, all. it was all there. We saw it all. So we've kind we've we've tied it all together at the very end here by giving you each timeline separately, but everything was interspersed throughout. Yes. So it was really well done. Yeah. Um, so so we will wrap recommend. it up because right. that is, that's pretty much, of all right. plot lines together. Yeah, that, 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 that's the,
0: that's the that's end it. folks. And that's right. of course. Tie,
1: tie the little Hallmark <laughs> bow on
0: top. Tie tie it.
1: Tie tie. Tie tie wasn't
0: in it. <laughs> tie tie was not in this one. No. Um, well, we do have to talk about fashion hair, makeup. Again, we're going to stick with our Good Witch plot just to make it easy for ourselves. I mean, James with the man sweaters. Come on. Come on on ah! and i mean okay Catherine bell always looks stunning gorgeous everything yes uh her fashion was very very simplistic in this one but i mean part of that is that it all took place in one evening like there right. wasn't anything right
1: stellar or stunning about it uh, true true of all because when you look yeah when you think of true. all of them as far as costumes hair makeup etc except winnie when she shows up in her famous singer get up oh, that was a go. little bit more
0: spiffed she, up but yes
1: Saw Winnie 24 years later, and it didn't look like she <gasps> aged today. But that's okay. Hallmark. Maybe we'll give she you just work done. We'll just give we you that know. that one, because yeah, that was interesting. Couples chemistry. Yeah, this one's of course a little different because they're not coming together. They've been together, right. so we really didn't do a smooch meter either because no, the couple it just a little didn't make sense. Nice kiss, you know, cute kiss, just kind of. But a... But what about best kiss of the movie
0: in your opinion? How about that?
1: I don't know that I had a best kiss in this movie. I, I
0: don't I thought the best kiss was after John and Lizzie have Ivy. I thought it was oh, a very very Actually that was not that was a, that was a very nice moment. one. That was. And okay. it was like I'm their sorry, one why? moment of intimacy with all the family over.
1: Yeah. Which I thought was really sweet. I that's right. I had forgotten that they'd actually had that yeah. moment with the baby there with them and yeah, okay. Uh, all right Agreed. Agreed.
0: setting i mean we don't know where cherry lane is we didn't get any indication of that we do know obviously it's prone to snowstorms so and we're assuming it's not in michigan so right it's, i mean true it can't uh, be michigan and family. it can't be florida we got we got that we do think
1: <laughs> knocked out <the> yes <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: especially when it's snowing and it's not florida i mean i still would say really well done yeah this this house i mean obviously they had a probably different sets, but they did a great job of showing how a house would kind of maybe get a facelift over the years. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. That being said, I think those are a lot of the elements that we had to cover. So I will slip and slide into our final new segment, which is character counts. During this segment, we'll give you all the counts that you've come to learn, know, and enjoy from us, and our woo woo ratings. So get ready for some new woo woos from Nala. These ones are really special because these were actually recorded on Christmas yes, Day, twenty twenty
1: three, which is so if exciting. You try to keep the toy away from Nala. She yes, will woo. She we will found woo-woo. that out. Woo. So, Mom, what counts did you take this week? So I had the beverage counts. Love I it. had adult cold and hot, okay. and. We, again, we tried to just stay with Regina and Nelson. Yes. And family. So I can say one hot for Conrad. Yes. No colds. And two adults. It was just a glass of wine for yeah. Regina and for Nelson at dinner on, on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve yeah that's all that's all folks there was a lot happening and everything there was no really yeah. a, i mean for all the talk of preparing food mm-hmm. and having meals which they ha- every uh, all three plot lines had that yes we didn't even see the christmas eve dinner for lizzie
0: and john obviously with, no. the, with the baby no. but and actually we didn't really truly see the dinner for, for
1: Sam and Mike <laughs> <Yeah. either>. No,
0: <laughs> that's actually no, funny now that we talk it's it just foster, it's just yeah it, the, yep. the talk of the town well, I'm not going to be too much better in my counts, honestly. I took coats, purses, shoes, necklaces, scarves, hats, and gloves. I am very disappointed to say that Nelson had two coats and Regina only had one for a total of three. Purses were zero. Shoes, he had one, she had one for a total of two. And necklaces, she had one. There were no scarves, no hats, and no gloves.
1: But keep in mind, we're talking about one evening. Just, That's just, all we're talking about. Yeah, Regina and I Nelson, mean, one, or, or one afternoon to evening or something like yes. that. It's not even a 24-hour period, I wouldn't say. Right, right. So, yeah, we're not going to have a lot of yeah. accounts and, and to be
0: honest, we didn't so know that's okay. that that's how the movie was going to flow. Otherwise, we might have changed up our accounts and included all the couples, but... That's neither here nor there. We're just trying to keep it consistent for you all. We know you all value consistency. Actually, we don't know that about you. Maybe that's that's another poll question. <laughs> Did you, do you like consistency? Yes or no? Well, anyways, um, let's get on to our woo-woo rating. This is our beloved rating from... All of the seasons, if you've been listening since season one, you will know the woo-woo rating. It is how Nala chooses to express herself, so that's how we'll choose to express ourselves on a scale of one to five, one being the worst Hallmark movie we've ever seen, five being the best Hallmark movie we've ever seen, and why don't we kick it off with Mom for our final countdown
1: to Christmas. Yes, this was a tough one. It was. I I will say for me this was a challenge, and I'm probably going to go... Higher than I typically would because. Wow, you never do that! Because it was such a feel good. So so I give Christmas on Cherry Lane a 4.5 woo woos. Wow, I'm shocked and impressed, but please tell me more. I was gonna go with four, but it's Cassie and Sam. <laughs> What am I, right there is a point 0.5 point just on five. top of it. If I look at a three solid and we, I even move it to the four before I give the Cassie and Sam element of it, I loved the uh, the ties, the chronology. Yeah. I love the fact that at the very beginning with the three different couples, you still, it wasn't until, I don't know, were we 15 the or 20 minutes commercial in?
0: Break the is first when
1: Before we really knew that we're looking at three different time periods in the same house. Now Sally and I <laughs> kept looking at the house number because of course each time the couples were having right. a stressful moment, they would go outside. Correct. And they'd be typically in the front of the house and you would see the house number. Right. So the first time it's like a zero 07 and the other one has the number 7 and then one of them has written out S E V E N 7. Right. Each time it's different. It's different in how they've done it, but it's still on right. number seven. And we're like, right. they can't all live at the same house. Mom thought Hallmark messed up. I thought, wow, you really... I mean, they're supposed to be on Cherry Lane. I mean, aren't they supposed to all be at... Because <laughs> they also don't show... They they hold their cards close to their vest. Right. You're not so going to get anything. From, from the wardrobe that right. people had and the, even the hairstyles, you mm-hmm. don't get it. it's the 70s all the way to the 2020s t- kind of right. time. Right. You don't get that. Correct. It's not... Even until the brother and sister-in-law come in to the Mm -hmm. 73 with John and Lizzie that you really see the 70s. Yeah. So all that being said, I loved that element of surprise. Oh, yeah. I love the tie of the fact that we're looking at different generations Mm -hmm. in the same house. Right. I love that they were all struggling with Christmas Eve. Yes. Yes. If it was family, or if it was just the stress of the remodel, or the stress of having a baby. I mean, it was everything. Right. Everybody had their own challenge, but everybody came into the same fact. Right. It's about celebrating with loved ones. It's about being together, not necessarily where you are or if the house is all together when you're there. Right. Um, I also, so for me, a very unique plot line. Oh, absolutely. With great intertwining... And again, all the family dynamics aspects. So I, yes. I say that they all have the same grounding and the same challenges, but the dynamics of We're each so different. of those families. And of course, the fact that we just linked yeah. one to the other to the other. Because at, at that, once Sally and I started to see the first ones... We started looking at yeah. oh what what's the next link? you know a, next link? you know to keep an eye so out. right so like when Ivy gets mentioned during part of it I, by the end we know that that baby born is going to be Ivy right right so you realize the policeman Greg is the you know quote unquote uncle best friend right. or John's the best friend of Greg right who was the father of Conrad and Winnie. so it, it just all ties in really well together I don't it, know. Does. It, it does it was very unique. I and what's your woo-woo rating, Sally? Are we ready? Yes. I gave
0: Christmas on Cherry Lane a five woo-woo rating. I mean,
1: wow.
0: That's all I have to say. Like literally, wow. They astounded me. It I said this several times throughout the movie. It watched like a love letter from Hallmark to Hallmark. It was well, that's true. that, that So aspect. that part of it, I mean, obviously, because originally when John surprises Lizzie with the Hallmark ornament, I mean, both the mom and I were like, "That's weird that it's in like a really old box." But obviously, at the time, you don't know that's the 1973 plot. So I'm just like, "Oh, maybe it's to show like they're scraping by on money, like they could." Only that but like they could only afford the really old ornament but um you know when you when you recognize okay this is following the timeline from the start of when Hallmark did their keepsake ornaments you start to understand like even that good Witch not I'm gonna choose to believe that was intentional because otherwise that's just too serendipitous yeah and, I agree yeah I mean even the way that they just portrayed all of the different families like what mom touched on I mean it is just a Hallmark movie through and through and it's beautiful and you can tell they put a lot of detail in this movie. We talk about plot holes. This movie could have been riddled with plot holes. Riddled. And it wasn't. Like you can tell the dedication that the writing team must have had when they were putting this together of making sure everything overlapped as perfectly as it could for one hour 45 minute movie yeah yeah. i mean it was it was touching to watch and honestly it was definitely a tearjerker especially when you realize the connection with sam and that whole part of the plot of you know bringing holidays to people who might not otherwise experience it i mean that was really emotionally a lot to go through with this movie all of the plots connecting was so stunning as it's unfolding in front of you. That was the coolest part. Is yes, like mom said, we could predict by the end they were gonna name her Ivy. But honestly, it had me hooked the whole time. Of like, well, how is this gonna get? Well, how does this right. play in? Like you, you, were, you had to pay attention. And yeah. I don't say that a lot for Hallmark movies. So to me, I mean this this blew my expectations. I we heard positive things from Kathleen Sheila. Um, there is a lovely planner person I watched named Laurel Helmlin, and she also talked about this movie and how mm-hmm. good it was, so I'm like, okay, I had high expectations, and they even exceeded my high expectations, so that's saying yep. something, and yep. yeah, love you Hallmark, we we love you too, um, if you ever want, we could be an extra in one of your love letter movies,
1: just definitely could, let us know. Yeah, definitely could do that. <laughs> I'm available, I can take
0: vacation. <laughs> Well, obviously, as this comes to a close of our thoughts on the movie, we will give our shout-out. Shout-out to Tessa! We're here tonight, as well as shout-out to Jess, Jess and Winnie, Winnie the puppy, who you will see on Instagram. Well, a she's full-grown, believe well, it yes. or not, but you'll
1: see our little win-win, yes. But All Jess of them, is them are puppies. Yes. All
0: of them are puppies. And you'll see Nala the puppy. And <laughs> shout-out to, so, for this season... Because to keep with the storybook fairy tale theme, we're doing shout out to our tea provider. So shout out to our tea provider, Celestial, with a lovely sleepy time vanilla blend. Yes. Mom and I definitely
1: approve. It's perfect. Purple. Yes. Yes. So it was yes. very We needed very a casting
0: free one.
1: Which since we. Podcast, mainly in the evenings, is going to probably be a high theme that you'll see throughout.
0: True, true. (laughs) And shout out to all of our January birthdays. We see you top of the year. What a good, fresh start. Speaking of which, since we didn't have an episode come out, week of New Year's, Happy Happy New Year! Year. So excited to see what... New year,
1: new season, here we go. I know, it feels like a very
0: fresh start, especially as a planner person. I very much appreciated that 2024 came on a Monday. It was a new week, a new fiscal quarter, and a new year all in one day, and that felt amazing. Well, We also
1: have to shout out to our husbands, to Mark and to Nick. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much for supporting us in our podcasting. Absolutely.
0: And shout out to all of our listeners, both loyal and new. We appreciate you coming back to hear our Hallmark Chitter Chatter. That being said, you can probably tell what direction we're heading. That's right. Next week, we will be leaping into New Year's, new movies, as has been our tradition for a while we're gonna actually be bringing in some new guests right at the top of the season which is exciting so you'll definitely want to tune in let's just say for this move first movie we needed to make sure we had some experts so that's all i'll leave you with until then cheers. cheers